1: today on the show, it's going to be a packed show full of a lot of great content, news and information that you won't hear many other places. AFR.net is our website to listen to the podcast. AFR.net is our website. Look, we have a great our team here has worked tirelessly to make sure that we have our content easily accessible by you, our listeners. The first way to do that, is our website very simple afr.net? Check it out. You can also download the AFR app on your smartphone or tablet device. Just go to your app store, type in AFR or American Family Radio, download the AFR app. Lastly, follow us on social media. Exposing Washington is on YouTube. Uh, I also have a Twitter account under my, my personal name, Walker Wildman. And then, of course, you know you can find our podcast, The Exposing Washington Podcast at AFR.net. Go there, listen to past shows. You can also find links to the articles that we discuss today on the show. To start off the show, I want to really get into a couple of things going on in Washington, and then we'll talk about China. But in Washington, D.C., well, first off, Congress is not in in session. Congress isn't in Washington, D.C., so literally nothing is getting done, despite the fact that our country is going through an economic crisis. We also are battling, at the same time, this coronavirus. So we're battling the coronavirus, trying to beat back the coronavirus, And at the same time, our country is going through economic turmoil, to say the least. Tens of millions unemployed, uh, we're we're headed up to 20 million unemployed in four weeks. And Congress is at the House, they're at home. And Nancy Pelosi did an interview with some late night show. And she's sitting in her kitchen in front of her $20,000 refrigerator And she's talking about how she loves ice cream. She pulls out her drawer and shows all the plethora of ice cream options she has during her break. And this is going on with leaders in Congress all across the country. They're well taken care of. They're still getting their salaries. And this is absolutely disgusting. I don't care whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, liberal, conservative, it really doesn't matter. This should outrage everyone because we've got Americans across the country that can't pay their mortgage, can't get groceries, can't fill up their car with gas, because we've got lousy politicians sitting on their rear end doing nothing while the world burns from an economic standpoint. Now, this, um, we're, as, as Christians, those of you who listen to the show, listen to American Family Radio, We're going to really have to step it up the next few months. Here's why. The president of the United States, with various governors across the country, they are planning immediately to open the country back up in certain regions, in certain states, with the goal of saving our economy and, in return, saving livelihoods. And the media is going, and they're doing it now, the media is going to go absolutely ballistic Because the media and the Democrats, they want our country to burn. Oh, Walker, you're exaggerating. That's an overstatement. No, I'm not exaggerating. And it's actually an understatement. I called others who who refuse to recognize the threat of China. They're enemies of the state. That's what I called them. And that's not an overstatement. So and we'll talk more about China in a little bit, but. The, the, the politicians who are doing nothing, they're letting our country burn, and it's absolutely reprehensible. Anyone who has voted Democrat in the past needs to seriously reconsider the values, whether they stand for the values or the lack thereof that the Democrat Party has, and the shameless politicization of this crisis. One example, and and look, the Republican Party is not blameless. They've got their own issues. The Republican Party has its own issues. And we'll talk about that in a little while. But on this issue, when it comes to the coronavirus, the economic damage that has been done to our country, for the most part, Republicans are willing and able to help the American people the Democrats are not. That's what where that's the facts in this specific situation. Let's talk about one example. The payroll protection program administered by the Small Business Administration. This program passed by Congress a month ago, three hundred and fifty billion dollars originally passed, was aimed at saving jobs by supplementing the payroll cost for small businesses across the country for up to 60 days or eight weeks. And for the most part, it's had trouble rolling out. It's been slow. Yes, I get it. But overall, it is an effective program because it ensures that the money given is used for operating expenses and for payroll costs instead of stock buybacks or um, bonuses for our executives. Well, this program is out of money. And many who pa- helped pass the bill said that this would run out of money in weeks, and it has. And instead of, instead of supplementing this and adding more money to the program, Democrats are on vacation. The Republicans last week tried to a very simple maneuver to amend the legislation and increase the money that could be given to small businesses so that this program could stay up and running. It literally would have taken five minutes. You strike out the number in the legislation, $350 billion, and they wanted to add $250 billion to it, totaling $600 billion. But instead, Democrats blocked that move. And then they went on vacation. I want to play clip one here. This is Kevin McCarthy, Senate, uh, I mean, Republican minority leader in the House of Representatives. I want to play uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy here talking about Nancy Pelosi blocking the SBA loan program. Well, we're not at a stalemate on the Republican side. The only problem here is uh, Democrats are denying the ability... For small businesses to get their loans from the SBA to pay their employees. We've got the speaker being on late night TV, more important showcasing her gourmet ice cream than securing the funding. We now ran out of money, $350 billion. More than 1.6 million small businesses out of 5,000 banks got this loan. But as of today, we ran out of money. And now we're in jeopardy of all the other loans that are in there because we requested last week to move it. A one-page bill just provide another $250 billion, which would allow small business to keep paying for their employees. That becomes a grant. But Speaker Pelosi and Chuck Schumer said no. This is, this is disgusting. And this shows how incompetent our leaders are. And this is, I'm saying, I'm, I'm being very PG-13 here. Incompetent is treating this with kid gloves. These politicians, these elected people that are supposed to serve the American people are at home. In, in a time of war with a virus, they're at home. In our Congress, it is 2020, it is 2020, the 21st century, and our Congress doesn't have a way to vote remotely. Can you believe that? Congress is so arcane and so stuck in tradition that they haven't figured out a secure way to vote without being in the nation's capital. So my question is, what happens if we do go to war with a a visible enemy? What happens if we go to war with China and the nation's capital is evacuated and our lousy politicians haven't figured out a way to vote remotely so that business can still get done in Washington, D.C.? Has anyone ever thought of that? If you can cripple the Capitol, then you've crippled the country because no legislation can get through. No legislation can get through. This is something this is a this is a national security issue. And this is just bringing it to light the fact that that Congress doesn't want to convene in Washington DC and they don't want to all gather at the nation's capital. To do the people's business because of the coronavirus. And there's no alternative. There's no other fix other than to do nothing. And so I think our leaders in Congress, if they can muster up the ethic, they need to start figuring out a secure way to vote remotely. There's got to be a way so that in times of crisis, our country can continue moving along. But in the meantime, Hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of small businesses across the country are having their payroll protection program applications denied because Nancy Pelosi is too busy eating ice cream and blocking things from getting done in Washington, D.C., but you better bet she's taken care of. Shifting into the uh, U.S. economy, I've I've spoken about it a little bit during the show, But I want to play clip two here. This is Senator John Kennedy out of Louisiana talking about how we absolutely have to reopen the U.S. economy. Let's listen.
0: I mean, here's the way I see it. Uh, The American people are not morons. They understand what I'm about to say. And at some point, we're going to have to trust them. Um, Number one, very, very soon, the can's going to run out of road. We got to open this economy. If we don't, it's going to collapse. And if the U.S. economy collapses, the world economy collapses. And trying to to uh, to burn down the village to save it is foolish. That's a cold, hard truth. Number two. Yes, we shut down, but the shutdown did not stop the spread of the virus. I wish it had, but it's too late for that. The shutdown slowed the spread of the virus at enormous cost, but it still spread. Number three, when we end the shutdown, the virus is going to spread faster. That's just a fact, and the American people understand that. Uh, So when we open up, and we're going to have to, and somebody's got to make the call, we've got to be smart about how we do it.
1: Well, there you have it. That's Senator John Kennedy outlining a couple of ways to reopen the economy and some of the things that the American people are going to have to deal with. And in hindsight, well, we're not going to talk hindsight, but I think moving forward, I think we can all agree that this whole idea of shutting down the entire economy doesn't really work. Even for mitigation strategy, it just doesn't work. Now, I'm not I'm not criticizing President Trump. I'm not criticizing the doctors and the governors, look, I probably would have done the same thing and I was on board with doing the same thing. But looking back, hindsight, a blanket approach to America is not smart. And I think we need to take that, what we've learned and apply it moving forward. We don't need a Monday morning quarterback and criticize our leaders, but we need to apply what we've learned moving forward. The next time something like this happens or when we have another hotspot out in the country, we don't need to shut down the entire U.S. economy. We need to do a more targeted approach and at all costs, keep the economy moving because the repercussions to shutting down the economy is devastating, and that's putting it lightly. The livelihoods and the wealth that has been destroyed, and we're just not talking, about this is not about money. That's what the Democrats and the liberals—they—they're getting all confused. That, well, Trump just wants to reopen the economy for money's sake, so that his so that the job numbers looks good, et cetera, et cetera. The money, money equals lives, families, and when when people lose work, they lose money, they lose their livelihood and they can't pay their bills, and they can't feed their kids, and that's not an exaggeration. The food bank lines across the country are packed with thousands of millions of people, and it's because we have 20 million people unemployed. So I would pretty much conclude that shutting down the economy is not appropriate in any scenario, even if it is wartime. I think we need to keep the economy open, so that our 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 country can be strong financially, and from a, a, a citizen standpoint, we have to be strong. Shutting down the economy, and I can I can see no example moving forward that that shutting down the economy would be a good thing. There's not. I don't care whether it's nuclear war, coronavirus, whatever. I, I don't see any example of shutting down the economy and that working for the betterment of America. Moving forward, the as I mentioned earlier, before we move on to China and wrap up the show, as I mentioned earlier, um, those of us who support President Trump are going to need to be ready to verbally support the president and our governors across the country who are trying to reopen our economy because the democrats and the media are going to shamelessly uh attack the president and the various governors for reopening the economy because they want to see it shut down this is not about the virus it's not about saving lives the democrats have turned this into a political football they want to keep our economy shut down So Americans lose jobs and they start relying on the federal government for their income. Also, they want to use it as a political football in November to blame President Trump. But we can't let this happen as, as a country because we should be concerned about all citizens, all Americans, because jobs don't discriminate. Unemployment doesn't discriminate. No matter how you vote, You've likely been affected by this, or you know someone who has been affected by this. Moving and talking about China, before I uh, unload on China, I want to play clip three here. This is Senator Tom Cotton talking about what we all knew, and that is this virus came from a Chinese laboratory in Wuhan. Clip three, let's listen.
0: Well, Sean, since January, I've said it seems to be highly coincidental that this Very contagious virus originated just a few hundred yards or maybe a couple miles from laboratories where the Chinese Communist Party researches coronaviruses. Brett Baer's reporting tonight, if it bears out, shows that the Chinese Communist Party is responsible for every single death, every job lost, every retirement nest egg lost from this coronavirus. And Xi Jinping and his Chinese Communist apparatchiks must be made to pay the price, if that turns out to be true.
1: Well, let me just tell you, let's not, let's not beat around the bush. This is true. Let's just face it. Until someone proves me wrong, which is not going to happen, this virus, I said this weeks ago, so I'm glad that the most powerful government in the world is finally catching up, but this is a layman, could look, a layman like myself, and not an expert pretty much in anything, can look over at China and go, hey, this thing probably came from that lab. <laughs> That's a, like a mile from the, the wet market that this thing came from. No, this thing didn't come from the wet market. It came from the lab. And the U.S. government is finally making that public. And I told you weeks ago, the U.S. government, they've known this. They've known this for months. Where this thing came from, I think they were just waiting on the proper time to make it public. But the U.S. intelligence has confirmed this week that this virus originated from a laboratory in Wuhan, China, not the wet market like the Chinese government would make you believe, or the media would make you believe. And that's what's pretty shameful about this entire situation, is that the Chinese government puts out propaganda, and guess what the media does? They repeat the propaganda. The Chinese government said, oh, that this virus came from a bat in a wet market in Wuhan, China, even though they don't even sell bats. That's how that's how that's how dumb the Chinese government thinks we are. They they said, oh, this came from a bat in a wet market. No, it didn't. But then guess what the media did? The media ran the story. They ran the press release. Oh, this came from a bat in, in a wet market and it just jumped from a bat to a human by accident. And oh, here we are. Millions of people got their coronavirus now. No, that didn't happen. Here's what happened. One of two things, and I've said it all along. It either was accidentally released, that's what people are saying now. It was accidentally released from a lab in Wuhan, China. <laughs> accidentally. Yeah, right. So the worker apparently, this is this is the the latest propaganda, but it's pretty accurate. A worker in the Wuhan lab that was investigating, studying the coronavirus somehow got the coronavirus and then went to the wet market and bought dinner, which is disgusting. These markets are disgusting. They should shut them down. Went to these, this wet market, this seafood, this dead animal market, and spread the virus amongst the shoppers at the wet market. So that's where the whole wet market came into play. That's the latest story. But we don't need to be so naive to not also consider that this could have been intentionally released from the lab. It's called biological warfare. And we don't need to put it behind the Chinese. And here's why. We are in an election year. That's point number one. Point number two, President Trump has been the toughest president against China. We're in the midst of a trade battle. President Trump is slapping tariffs left and right on China. Their economy is tanking. And oops comes the coronavirus. And there's going to be some people who are so naive and they're going to say, oh, but Walker, uh, if China released this intentionally, why would they release it in their own country? And to that question, you've proved my point. They release it in their own country to cover up the fact that they intentionally released it because the Chinese government doesn't care about innocent life. They don't care how many Chinese people die. They would release it. The perfect strategy for China would be to intentionally release the virus in Wuhan and go, oops, it was an accident. In reality, it was intentional, but they release it on their home turf to cover up and make it look like exactly what you're saying. Oh, how, how would they release it on their own turf? Why wouldn't they release it in America? No, you release it in China to cover up the fact that it was intentional. And you tank the world economy, tank the U.S. economy, cause unemployment to go to 20 or 30%, get our supply chains all out of whack, Americans going through the soup line because they can't buy groceries, And then all the while, China passes everybody on the world stage because it doesn't matter if Chinese citizens die, but it's the opposite in America. We have to protect our citizens. So that being said, moving forward, let's don't discount the fact or the idea that this could have been intentionally released by the Chinese government, and it's called biological warfare. Or... It could, be, could have been an accident. Either way, the Chinese government is incompetent evil and they should pay a price for this situation. And the, 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 another fact that, that is more in America is the, the, the fact that, that the media and the Democrats love to come to the defense of China and the World Health Organization. Nancy Pelosi put out a tweet defending the World Health Organization. We can't cut their funding. I'm opening an investigation into President Trump. Blah, blah, blah. Joe Biden is like cozy with China. He's done various business deals. His son's done various business deals with China. Do we want him in charge right now? So we need to be careful what media content we consume because we've got media companies in America, U.S.-owned media companies, well, they actually have Chinese ties, but they're based in America, and they, they parrot Chinese propaganda. CNN, MSNBC, even sometimes Fox News, they parrot Chinese propaganda, and we believe it. We fall for it. So anytime, pretty much, I can just go ahead and tell you, anytime you see a positive news story on China, it's most likely Chinese propaganda. So be careful what you believe in when it comes to China. The last thing I want to talk about is President Trump this week threatened to, to force, forcefully adjourn Congress and make recess appointments. And here's what's been going on the past three years in Washington. Congress, both Republicans and Democrats, and I told you I would get around to Republicans, they've been having these, here's how the Constitution works. As long as Congress is in session, the president cannot make recess appointments. A recess appointment is basically when the president temporarily appoints someone to a position because Congress isn't in town to do their job. Well, Congress has been blocking the president, and he's about had enough. So President Trump threatened to force Congress to either come to D.C. at work or he's going to make recess appointments, which I think he should do immediately. Exposing Washington American Family Radio. Check out our website, AFR.net. Also, don't forget to download the AFR app. Just stay tuned. We're going to have our spring share here in a couple weeks at the end of May. So be praying for us and stay tuned to AFR.